0: You're listening to So What, the podcast that explores why library and information science research matters. We interview researchers about their work. And they connect the dots between what they do and its importance to your life. Okay, let's get on it. Today I'm here with Daniel Fisher and he's going to tell us about a project that he's working on. So first of all, Daniel, if you could introduce yourself.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you, Alex. I'm happy to be here. My name is Danny. Uh, I'm a recent graduate of the MLAS program uh, this semester, unless I failed the one course where I don't have all the uh, information uh, to deal with yet. I come to uh, Western from uh, a background in academia in another field. Before starting school, I was uh, teaching in the MFA documentary media program at uh, X University in Toronto. So I kind of been making a career switch. Uh, I've done some work in documentary media and now in librarianship.
0: Can you tell me a bit about the X university? I don't know this one. Oh, uh,
1: the students and faculty who support the name change at Ryerson uh, ah. uh, are using X instead of uh, Ryerson and have been for a little while since since a few months before the uh, announcement that Ryerson would change its name. So
0: Fair enough. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. All right, so uh, if you want to, uh, can you just describe the project that you brought to us today? Sure.
1: Uh, My project is called Co-Starring Your Local Library. At the moment, it is uh, a public-facing Tumblr account, which... Uh, shares screen grabs from um, films in which actual libraries appear. So these would not be sets or uh, other locations designed to look like libraries, but actual libraries. This can include everything from moments where libraries have a starring role, uh, something like Ghostbusters, uh, for example, which starts at the New York Public Library. It could be something where a library appears incidentally in the background. I'm thinking here of I did this one recently. There's a, a shot in the film Live Free or Die Hard where a car a car chase is happening and you can see the Los Angeles Public Library perfectly in the background, but clearly that's not, they weren't trying to capture the library, it just appears in the film. Uh, and then there are other instances where people use libraries to sort of substitute for something else. So for example, the Bodleian Library in, in the UK uh, plays Hogwarts in uh, the Harry Potter film. So that would be, uh, an example there.
0: Uh, so I just got to ask about like the mechanics here, like how do you recognize the, the places in the film? So do you just happen to know about a bunch of different libraries or?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's, it, there's a, there's a sort of, uh, I suppose there's some intentionality behind it and, and then maybe a lack of it uh, also, but there are a few libraries and other institutions that have tried to sort of share Filmings have taken place here here. So the New York Public Library, for example, maintains a very long list on their site of here's what's been shot here. Unhelpfully, though, it never it doesn't tell you what scenes. So mm-hmm. in some cases, it's very obvious, like uh, in the example of Ghostbusters, where you're like, oh, yeah, of course. I spent a very long time trying to research uh, Robert Redford's film quiz show they said it was partially shot at the New York Public Library, but the New York Public Library does not play itself in the film. So. I struggled to sort of find find where is the library in the film. And there was a a sort of of out-of-print book about sort of errors and goofs and mistakes in movies that mentioned a scene where um, Martin Scorsese is an actor in the film. Uh, A scene with him, behind him, you can see that there are library catalogs. So instantly that told me, okay, it's one of like the three scenes that Martin Scorsese's in in the film. And so then it was very easy to discover. So in some cases, I have to do a lot of, digging around to really find it. In other cases, it's perfectly obvious. The project, I mean, we can say more about this in a bit, but the project sort of started because I think I'm a film buff and I had often noticed libraries. I come from a a family of librarians um, or or many of my family are librarians. So there was already an interest in in that. And then, you know, now I just maintain a little notebook. So my partner and I are watching a film and I catch a library, uh, it gets jotted down. So most recently, we saw uh, Adam McKay's film, Don't Look Up. And there's a, a library that plays Michigan State University, but it's it's not. Uh, the library is not Michigan State University. I, I'm going to forget where it is now. It's in Massachusetts somewhere. But, uh, but it, as, as soon as I saw it, I jotted it down and said, OK, I got to get to the bottom. Of where, where is this campus that they filmed at?
0: So I'm just wondering like, how, how global your reach is. I mean, a lot of films that we have exposure to are gonna be American Hollywood films, but um, do you happen to encounter other things?
1: Yeah, I, um, there are a few, I would say I would probably characterize it as a few. There's a total of about 230 screen grabs on the site now. A very small handful of them would, would sort of qualify as international cinema. Um, mostly it's American, Canadian, UK productions. Um, And very little deviation from that. One of the problems I've had is trying to um, find a sort of uh, English, sometimes English language explanations of filming locations. So if it's not instantly recognizable or has been sort of explained uh, somewhere, it's it's very difficult. So um, uh, Kiyoshi uh, Kurosawa's film Pulse, uh, there's a, a, a segment that takes place in a library, it's a Japanese film. Very unclear to me if it's a real library or a set, um, and I have I have really spent a lot of time trying to get to the bottom of, is this a real library? If so, where is it? And I think I've hit the wall of possible answers in English. So unless someone involved with the production is able to, to tell me about it, um, I... I and I can't read Japanese. Uh, I'm really I'm stuck there. So, yeah. so in some cases, I need uh, help, which is another reason I was sort of interested to talk about the project because sort of getting the news about it out, people might be able to help me with some of these that I'm stuck behind a language barrier.
0: For sure, yeah. I mean, there are film buff communities in in every country, so I'm sure that there'd be plenty of people interested in it, but with that that particular overlap. For sure. Are you are you focused? On film, or would you consider television as well, or is it?
1: I focused on film uh, simply because I know it better. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a very uh, good TV watcher. Uh,
0: yeah. My sister
1: is a professional television writer, but I'm very bad at watching television. She would, mm-hmm. you know, if she wants to partner with me, she could probably be a big help uh, on that front. Uh, the other thing was, it was. Uh, it seemed to me that I could get very uh, overwhelmed very quickly. There, there are. It's worth. I think it is worth thinking about. But you know, for example, like a lot of uh, procedural uh, cop shows, uh, I I know you see the LA Public Library show up a lot uh, on things like CSI or things like that. So I feel like it could become a full-time job, sort of uh, trying to capture a lot of these on on TV. So I kind of like the focus on on film at the moment. But if it were to expand, particularly if other people who are more well versed in television than I uh, were to become involved, that would be I'd be open to that.
0: I mean, that, that does kind of open the door for all sorts of audiovisual media. So like YouTube videos and exactly. Uh, I can't even imagine. But. <laughs> all right. So you mentioned uh, beforehand that um, this project was inspired by um, Thalm Anderson's Los Angeles Plays Itself. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Los Angeles Plays Itself is a lot of different words get used to describe it. Uh, documentary film, uh, essay film, film. Uh, illustrated lecture. Uh, it began as a lecture by uh, uh, Tom Anderson, who's a professor at CalArts outside of Los Angeles. And he was interested uh, sort of in how LA architecture is often uh, used in film. And he had sort of, I suppose you could say, at least two major interests that you see in the film. One is films as sort of time capsules for things that have Changed enormously in film. So, you know, one really beautiful example that he uses in the movie is Kent McKenzie's movie, The Exiles, which is a black and white drama from the 60s about sort of Indigenous youth in LA living in Bunker Hill. If you don't know much about LA, Bunker Hill was radically redeveloped, I think in the late 60s, early 70s, and now it's all high rises, offices, things like that. So, this sort of lovely enclave. In LA is no more but this film is sort of a a really wonderful among the many wonderful records of it that we have he's also interested in in, um maybe the I suppose you could say the way Hollywood can offend uh sometimes uh, when it comes to architecture and one of the big points that he raises in the movie is modern architecture is almost always associated with villains and he shows many many examples of this and the sort of most dramatic one is uh the architect john lautner built this uh sort of really striking home in los angeles that's on stilts very unusual looking but but quite uh quite interesting and in the movie uh lethal weapon 2 it's the sort of layer of the villains and he makes the point in the movie that the the sort of climactic battle mel gibson ties a winch around the stilts and pulls the house down so he says you know so not only is modern architecture associated with like, effete uh, villains, but it, but it's, it's also incompetent. It's, it's so incompetently produced, modern architecture, that someone can literally just tie their pickup truck around it and, and pull it down. But he uses hundreds and hundreds of clips and examples to sort of make these points about how we see the city, how the city is used, how films have been a sort of unofficial record of the development of Los Angeles, and it's, it's really, uh, really, really wonderful. And one of the, I was inspired by it in, I suppose, two ways. One was, he doesn't talk about libraries at all. The, n- none of the, the, quite a few libraries in Los Angeles, as you'll see from the site, have, a, have appeared in sort of major roles in, in films, but he doesn't discuss any of them. He tends to discuss areas a bit more. So, I mean, I suppose you could say it's included in discussions of downtown, but I don't know that we see any images of libraries in film. So so I wanted to, to sort of add to that sort of maybe, originally the idea was maybe this could be a video essay, you know, where I sort of do like an addendum where I say, oh, here are some things that got left out. The problem was most of the times libraries appear, it's very fragmentary. So I was going to have to do a lot of still images anyway. So I sort of gave up on that idea very early. And then I was just inspired by what he was doing in the first place, sort of taking this Bringing this other eye to films, I, I think there's a lot of discussion about libraries in popular culture. You know, just googling libraries, movies, you'll you'll find a lot of that. But they tend to focus more on librarian archetypes. And I noticed when they talked about spaces, they tended to be sets. So Mary and the librarian and the Music Man comes up a lot. That's not an actual library. That's a set. Buffy the Vampire Slayer comes up a lot. That's not a li- That's not an actual library. That's a set the mummy a lot of a lot of the big ones aren't actual locations and that struck me as a, as an interesting opportunity to talk about okay when do we see actual libraries and movies and are they playing themselves Are they not playing themselves are they just accidentally in the shot intentionally you know that sort of thing
0: it seems to be a very unique way of trying to like address uh, particular issues so i'm i'm wondering like how does that help you situate your project uh, where mm-hmm. how do you what, what would you consider your project to be? Well,
1: I think I'm working towards uh, a paper I, I, or or some kind of statement similar to Los Angeles Plays Itself, where I can sort of say, "Okay, I've soaked in a lot of this material at this point, and here's what I'm observing. Here are some, you know, trends or tropes or you know other things that maybe we could say." Are worth talking about or worth looking at when i started i i would say that i had a sense that there was something interesting there but very little sense of the scope of it so i would say only recently now that i'm in the kind of low hundreds of screen grabs am i starting to notice some things where it's like okay that's interesting or you know i didn't notice that before you know, it's funny. I mean, I, I built the site, but I spent a lot of time almost just looking at it like a user, you know, mm-hmm. sort of saying, okay, didn't notice that before, going to jot that down. Um, or if that's interesting. I want to look into that more. Um, there might be more examples of that that I haven't gotten to yet.
0: I use the so, wikis an awful lot in some of my research. Yes. And it's like, yeah, I spent a lot of time on the back end on the hardware. But once it's working, it's like, oh, this is emergent. Like I can see these things as a user that I didn't realize I was creating. So yeah, that's amazing. It's always fun. Uh, Speaking of which, like you happen to use uh, Tumblr to to host Mm -hmm. this project. Can you tell me why why you chose that and what role it plays?
1: I really liked this question because I didn't necessarily have a statement about it, but I did have a lot of thoughts about it. When I was trying to think about what I want, how I wanted to present this, I sort of thought, okay, I think there's a certain limitation with, say, uh, WordPress. You know that I don't know that there's a thriving a community of people who will kind of like look at it and follow it and all of that. I kind of just didn't want to be involved with other forms of social media. I'm not really on those anyway. But I sort of felt like there was definitely a sort of built-in thing on Tumblr where people are interested in in these images and sharing them, and I I thought okay, if I'm looking to get people's suggestions, get people's help, this seems like maybe maybe this is the place I want to look. And then also, I mean, I think I knew what I was doing was not maybe the most serious thing in the world. Uh, and I, I had noticed a trend of maybe some playful projects in academia that have found a home on Tumblr. I'm thinking here of things like the site Academic Breakfast, uh, which invites scholars to sort of submit a, a, a snapshot of what they eat. Breakfast and maybe sort of reflect on their eating habits a little bit, which I just thought was so funny. And I, I really like that. There's also a, a project by a, an academic librarian named Jason Vance at uh, Middle Tennessee State University called The Lives and Deaths of Academic Staplers, where he documents how many public staplers the library goes through. And he, with photographs and a sense of like, okay, when did they put it out? How long until it was destroyed? Uh, this sort of thing. And I think these are all interesting projects that have cool things to, to look at. But I think they also acknowledge their own silliness by being on Tumblr. And so I sort of felt very much a kinship with those where it's like, this is kind of a silly project. Maybe this is where it goes to live, is Tumblr.
0: But that sounds like fun. Like people sometimes underestimate the value of fun in these sorts of projects. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. One thing I did notice that uh, Tumblr uh, let you do was uh, was the hashtags. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, did you develop any sort of standardized metadata, best practices? And uh, did you notice anything interesting coming out of that? I think you mentioned something earlier.
1: Yeah, I, I you had sent me your, your questions in advance, and this one really got me thinking because... I haven't been thinking of the site as sort of the center of the project. It's just sort of the work in progress mm-hmm. now. Uh, and again, I've been thinking of like a paper, an article, something like that as being the outcome. But I suppose your question raises the I, I'm doing very basic rudimentary no-brainer kind of metadata stuff, but it could certainly, I could certainly do much, much more. If I did, I suppose that would be giving more centrality to this to the site which is interesting. And I hadn't really thought of it that way. And it, it made me think of one of my other research interests is game books. And there's a wonderful site called, I think it's Damien's Gamebook site. It's just what he calls it, but he's an academic librarian named Damien Katz. And he, it, I would say it's pretty impeccable metadata practices that he employs on this site. And if I were to sort of build it out, I might want it to look something similar to that. But I think that is a large project. And again, does reverse things in a certain way and and sort of say is this is this kind of ultimately what this becomes is is a really heavy duty site and at the moment is i think it's worth considering but i kind of would want to know how many how many more images do i think i'm going to end up collecting and i have a, gr- a greater sense of you know uh, how useful that would be in terms of the um, ultimately how many images are collected, and it's a li- it's a little uh, unclear at this moment for me.
0: So right now, the the two main tags that every image has is the library and the film it comes mm-hmm. from. But you've already mentioned another possible category uh, earlier here, which is um, is the library being presented as itself, Is it being presented as something else. Like there seems to be like an that's that would be another interesting level, perhaps. I don't know. What what do... that- I think
1: that's a great idea, and that would definitely be on my sort of initial list of thoughts is uh, how int- is it playing it- itself is it was it sort of more or less accidentally in the shot, or was it is that very intentional in the shot, I think genre would be an important one, you Almost. know, uh, when we were corresponding you mentioned the diversity of projects that the UCLA library has been used in. Yes. Um, that one's very funny. Um I also think something like horror is extremely well represented. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, just with 230, I'm struck that this particular genre does pretty well in terms of using, making use of libraries, including libraries. But I think genre gets slippery because some things are very hard to categorize. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things don't fit very neatly. So I, there's a part of me that thinks you're almost asking for trouble unless you attach it to how is it identified on something like IMDB, you know, yeah. and we'll just
0: use that. So. That's fair. Actually, I just, I just want to go back to that question for a moment. Like sure. when you've tagged a bunch of things and I just want to ask, did you like as the user, after you've put all the things in, are Are there things that popped out to you how, as the user of the system that you weren't expecting that you found particularly uh, captivating?
1: Yeah. I mean, I suppose it doesn't surprise me, but, but one thing is the amount of times library will play another library, <laughs> um, okay. uh, which is interesting. I think sometimes it has to do with shooting location. So you know, if, if you're if you're shooting in Los Angeles, but you need like two New York locations, you're probably going to lean on one of the libraries available to you. And say, this is Columbia Library, or this is the NYPL, or okay. um, th- that's interesting. I think also, I mean, I, this is a big one. I think at the at the moment, the amount of times libraries are playing other municipal kinds of buildings, right? Like police stations, jails courthouses, uh, records, uh, you know, like uh, city records areas. That's interesting to me. There's also kind of a, a, an amusing one, the amount of times hospitals will play, uh, or excuse me, libraries will play hospitals. Oh. Um, that there's a lot of uh, like shots of people being like wheeled out of a hospital and they choose to use like the grounds in front of a library. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, sometimes, I confess I didn't notice in a lot of cases, but, uh, that was kind of interesting to say. Okay, this is happening enough that it's significant. That's kind of funny. So yeah, I, and I mean, I think in terms of using the hashtags, you, again, all credit to you on this. Uh, your question was interesting in that I, there were a few I clicked on where I thought I haven't done that. I, you know, I'm just, I like with UCLA, I hadn't looked, and I think in that case it was the Nutty Professor remake with Eddie Murphy, Aaron Brockovich. Uh, and a Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. And Aaron Brockovich, it plays itself. The Nutty Professor, it's just an anonymous, uni- or a, whatever the fictional university in the movie is. And it's a psychiatric hospital in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. So that was just kind of interesting how differently it was used uh, there. And so it had me clicking around on a few others. And yeah, I mean, I think the New York Public Library definitely gets used a lot. And sometimes it's itself, sometimes not. So that was... That was really interesting, but I'm still kind of clicking around and, and discovering these things. But uh, again, the question was interesting because I hadn't I hadn't noticed UCLA in particular.
0: All right. So, uh, what do you think uh, people are most likely to misunderstand about this project? What, what do you think? Um, what would you want them to understand that it might not be obvious at first?
1: I suppose I suppose the the idea that I'm interested in images of actual libraries, even when they're not um, presented as this is a library or uh, have ended up uh intentionally in a in a shot. I think when I've mentioned it maybe in casual conversations with friends or people they tend to ask about the ones I I mentioned before buffy uh the music man um the mummy things like that and sort of saying well those are interesting but they're 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 not actual spaces and I'm interested in the actual uh spaces and tracking that because I'm not sure it has been tracked as carefully as say instances of a character being a librarian or, you, you know, like um, something like Party Girl, you know, is a, is a movie that people talk about and like with Parker Posey from the 90s filmed at one of the branch libraries of the New York Public Library. I think people are aware of that movie that it's shot in a library. I'm not sure they could tell you which branch uh, if they're not New Yorkers. So I think that's interesting. I sort of want to bring some attention to what are these spaces? Where do we find them? What are they doing when they when they show up. And I think that's a very different thing than, than tracking romanticized versions of librarians in film, which I think some people presume that's what I'm doing, is mm-hmm. that it's, um, you're just trying to find all these, anytime there's books in a movie, you know, is that, what is that? And um, it's funny, one example I used with someone recently, I was crestfallen. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Weird Al Yankovic film, uh, UHF, mm-hmm. and there's a, 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 a sequence in there with the character Conan the Librarian. And it appears to be in a library, uh, and I really thought it was. But then I was able to find out that no, in fact, it was uh, another location dressed to look like a library. And so I was really crestfallen by that. And I was like, that would have been a great image to have on the site, but it's not an actual library. And I think mm-hmm. the person I was talking to—it suddenly became clear what I was doing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I see why you're not including it now because it's—it's it's, that's not a real space, and you yep. want you want the real spaces.
0: Now for the difficult question, the so what question. So <laughs> so what? Like, what do you hope to accomplish with this? Like, whoa. Well, what's the end goal here?
1: Well, again, it may be a a sort of small thing, but it does seem to me to be a contribution to thinking that we do about uh, libraries and popular culture, that there's a lot on on these other kinds of areas that I I mentioned before, but I feel like we've been not as focused on these kinds of issues that that I've raised, so I'll, I'll spare you doing that again, but I, I think that's a contribution and that was the thing that sort of nudged me on it as I thought more and more about it. It's like, is this worth doing? Is this just silly? And it was sort of like, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of interesting. And and I find when I'm looking at these things about libraries and film or libraries of popular culture, I want to see more on that front. And it's not always there. So this is not to say there's not some great work in kind of particular focused areas, but um, just in terms of somebody kind of trying to catch this stuff uh i was hard pressed to sort of find where is that where do i look if i want to know has the detroit public library appeared in a movie has usc's library appeared in a movie you know like, mm-hmm. i i it wasn't so clear where to go for, for that kind of thing
0: fair enough well thank you for stepping up <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well and and as i mentioned i'm i'm hoping i'm there's a, there's a, a portal for submissions on the site so i'm you know, I'm kind of doing doing most of it now, but we have had contributions to the site, uh, submissions. Looking to gather more because I think one person doing it obviously comes with a lot of problems. So it's it's helpful to to sort of open it up to other people. And so it was one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today because I thought that'd be great to get the word out about it.
0: Sounds great. I'll hopefully, uh, hopefully you get inundated or at least <laughs> a reasonable amount. Kids come. Yeah.
1: And I should add, most of the submissions at this point have been right on target. Um, I was afraid when I did that, that I'd get a lot of, hey, what about Buffy? Hey, what about Music Man? But it hasn't really, most people have been right on target. And the only issue has been the TV one, where people have suggested things where it's like, I'm not sure I'm including that yet.
0: Yeah. All right. So I just want to ask you about uh, any other projects you're working on and what sort of future plans you have?
1: Well, I'm hitting the bricks right now that I uh, finished the degree. So uh, looking for work at the moment. I... I'm making notes towards what I hope will be a a paper or a a presentation about this. I'm leaning more towards presentation now because of the site, because it's helpful to see these things uh, sometimes. And uh, I wonder if the effect would be, and there's so many images, I wonder if the effect would be stronger as a a presentation, you know, to to sort of do that. So still kind of figuring that out working on just a couple of little things, uh, book review, a few other things, but otherwise mostly the job hunt is the big thing right now.
0: (laughs) That is often the fate of the post MLIS. So uh, (laughs) sounds like you've got uh, a really interesting uh, project here. So hopefully that translates into really interesting prospects going forward. So I just wanna say uh, thank you, Danny, for joining me today. This was really fascinating.
1: Thank you so much again for having me, Alex. I really appreciate it.
0: This has been another episode of So What, the podcast about library and information science research and why it matters. So What is created and produced by students at the Faculty of Information and Media Studies at Western University in London, Ontario. Find us online at sowhat.fims.uwo.ca.